0: I don't know if white Christians hate Negroes or not, but I know that we have a Christian church which is white and a Christian church which is, which is black. It means that I can't afford to trust most white Christians and certainly cannot trust the Christian church. I don't know if the, if the Board of Education hates black people, but I know the textbooks that give my children to read and the schools that we have to go to. You want me to make an act of faith on some idealism which you assure me exists in America which I have never seen?
1: I'm Garrett McQueen. I'm Scott Blankenship. And this is Triloquy, a podcast and now an LLC. We're we're celebrating with some sun-kissed because we have to stay sober for y'all. Right on. Cheers. Cheers. We'll talk a little bit about what um, some of our ideas are um, and and why the um, LLC a little later um, in this opus. Um, Shout out to... um, James Baldwin, who um, provided this week's downbeat. That's going to play a role in this week's triloquy. Hope you'll uh, stick around for that. Happy um, Women's Equality Day. Thanks, Garrett. (laughs) We'll talk about that uh, a little bit more. The uh, the second movement. Um, I want to shout out. um, I got a lot of love from the Bahamas from uh, last week's opus. Shout out to you. I would imagine you did. Yeah. Um, I was looking at jobs down there. I was I was feeling away. This this was a rough week, so I thought about being an AT and T sales consultant in (laughs) (laughs) in (laughs) Nassau. Oh no! What? Here I am. I'm here. I'm still here. I'm still here. Um, I want to shout out. I want to shout out Twitter. I've been getting a lot of love. Uh, from Twitter as well. You too. They'll 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 at your hard part for me to remember Twitter handle.
2: But <laughs> Anybody that comes over to my page is going to be s- just so disappointed. Oh no! I mean, but you like to you you, you participate and like and things. I want to shout out uh, Graham Wright
1: for the very nice uh, uh, Twitter uh, shout out. Um, look, a lot of a lot of stuff to get into today. So let's go ahead and uh, jump in. Uh, A few quick accidentals I want to uh, put a natural uh, Next to my closer From last week Um, There will not be um, An anarchist On this opus of of Triloquy That uh, is coming uh, Next week I was a little excited I I got ahead of myself So just making sure Everyone understands that uh, So just hang on uh, Next week For that really cool Conversation Uh, Scott I also want to Put a natural Again A double natural Next to Whatever I was saying About Kanye for president uh, A few weeks ago There have been polls And apparently Like he's going to get 2% of the vote Does that worry you? Well It seems like This is going to be A close one And 2% of the vote um, For Kanye Is I mean If we're talking about A third party Somebody that That folks really
2: believe in But for Kanye You know Come on
1: well, no shade, no shade, no. Music, music genius. But when, when we not first, our president. when
2: we first brought this up, I, I came right out and said, I want a serious candidate. Yeah. And, you know, there is a very distinct possibility that the current administration is breaking the law by uh, having meetings with Kanye. You know, it could be seen as a campaign contribution, which would be illegal. Anyway, so. Um don't uh, I did. Not might tell not even you how to get a vote for
1: Kanye. So he don't might not add even me. be on the
2: ballot and in every in every state in the union. So right. Uh,
1: well, and then um, so those are two naturals. Um, I want to put a flat next to. You know, the news we're getting out of uh, Wisconsin, you know, it, it kind of just put a damper on my day, actually. I, I woke up to, um, to to this news about uh, Jacob Blake. Um, I understand that um, he's doing better now after those gunshots, but that video, that video was horrific. How do you survive seven shots at point-blank range? Point-blank, right there in his back. I mean, the video I saw, uh, the officer was grabbed onto his shirt shooting him. Like, right. what in the... What, Where is is he going to go? And then, you know, uh, we're still saying Brianna Taylor's name because of what they're, you know, I think she, uh, they put her on the cover of uh,
2: Vanity Fair. I think I saw uh, mm-hmm. one of those, uh, one of those screenshots. And also uh, August 23rd this is the saddest one August 23rd marks one year since Elijah McClain was was murdered you know it, what
1: you know um, of, of course the loss of life but again you know police officers who um, aren't being held responsible we were talking earlier I haven't. Uh, I was telling you how I haven't seen video of um, Elijah uh, McLean in in his normal, you know, self. But you know, there was like a GIF that was going around him, just uh, goofing off with his violin uh, in the in the cat shelter, and you really just see a kid. For goodness sake, I saw. I, it's not like I'm, you know, some grandpa somewhere. But you know, at 33 years old, I'm looking at this GIF and I see a child who was manhandled and 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 killed by the police. You know, so. I mean, they're they they're all tragedies. Um, I I am not. I'm thankfully, you know, I don't. I can't say that I'm getting numb to them at all. That is not something that I can honestly say because the news about Jacob Blake just really um, it, it, it put a damper on my day. It put a damper on my day. And the and, – and, 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 and sorry, um, it, it just sounds – I don't want to – you know, saying that something puts a damper on your day, you know, that I don't mean to diminish anything, but, you know, just waking up to that news, it just –
2: it's like, here we go again, you know. what? Well. And as tonight, as we are recording right now, there is a National Guard presence there in Kenosha. Uh, you saw the footage of the first night, you know, of uh, the vandalism, the cars set on fire and stuff like that. I'm telling you the Midwest doesn't play. the midland Midwest goes hard when they go.
1: I mean, and and you know, black people were tired. Um, yeah. we're gonna get into that a little more in the in the uh, triloquy, but um, you know, again for for all, and, and and you know, all of the stories that we don't hear. You know, I um, you know I, I retweeted this thread uh, early this morning about um, some some fishy stuff happening in some DA's office, and you know if you, know, you want to dig through my Twitter and find it, it's fine. It, it, it will just enrage you though if you take the time and read. You know, all of these stories, all of these names that we will never know, um, built into this system that you know we're supposed to somehow trust. You know, right. we're supposed to believe right. that there are
2: some. Well, the, you know. those Blake kids are never going to be the same. D- didn't even mention that how yeah, three how, kids how Jacob, in like, had the kids and in the, the vehicle. Oh. That's just. So
1: irresponsible. Now, can, now convince, you know, uh, and I think I said this earlier as well, before we turn on the mics, um, you know, those kids grow up, try to convince them that there's some such thing as a good cop, you know, after they watched, you know, uh, those, th- that policeman try to kill their father. What, what was he trying to do with those seven shots in his back? Trying to warn him? What, was that what it was supposed to be?
2: You know, I I can't say. I don't even know, man. I don't even know anymore. I have no idea why uh, a person would want to shoot anybody in the first place. You know, that's the that's the you know the non gun owning me talking. I don't I don't understand why you want to shoot somebody. I don't.
1: Okay, well, you know, for, for Jacob uh, Blake, you know, thankfully, you know, he, he is not, uh, he's not gone. Uh, but for Brianna Taylor, Elijah McClain, you know, all of these names that we've said so many, all of the names that we'll, uh, we'll never know. Here's
2: a, um, here, here's a moment of silence. Orchestra is
1: racist so um, last time we uh, talked about the Instagram and since last week, uh, I, I didn't look at the date on this article, but since last week, um, the, the account has been getting a little bit of, a uh, little bit of attention. Even more attention. Yeah. I mean, huh? a, a, so this article is dated July, uh, 21st. So I guess this one was out, but, um, but, but I didn't know about it. And you, you know how these things go, you know, uh, articles will, you know, come into a uh, rotation after a while. Um, so, um, just as a, as a quick refresher, the orchestra is racist, Instagram account. Uh, which you found out uh, was an offshoot from the Opera is Racist uh, Instagram Instagram account, uh, is this account where people can uh, give their stories anonymously and they, um, they, they, they they post the stories for everyone to see. And it's funny, Scott, um, I was taking a walk uh, the other morning and I was actually listening back to our conversation about it. And uh, you were talking about, um, you know, is this the right uh, platform? The venue, yeah. Yeah, I, I kind of want to quickly revisit that, just to make sure that that my point was clear. Um, I think this is an appropriate platform because it's accessible. It's not, um, you know, exclusive. We can get into the conversation of who has a smartphone, internet access, X, Y, and Z, but you know, on a broad scale, this is something that is available to people. And it's something, as I said last week, that puts these institutions on Equal ground as the people who have these experiences and have these stories. What, what, um, what does a person, you know, uh, what is it worth to them to try to say something about X organization? Um, In classical music, it will be, you know, it's one thing to sort of accuse celebrities or, you know, to, you know, I don't think any of these stories are made up across the field. But, you know, what does someone have to try to, you know, get this little old rinky dink, you know, symphony orchestra out here canceled unless they want to tell people, you know, their truth
2: and and, and, and what is really going on? I just don't know if have, you know, maybe they should turn the comments off. That's what you, that so that's what you the, comment because comment sections are notoriously problematic. Well, the thing is, is that you don't want to be litigating all of this on a social media platform, do you? So that's what you mean. So the app. So what happens next? Right. Is, you know. So you know, like we talked last uh, last time, like a university was named, mm-hmm. and they decided to use Instagram to post their response. Does that get pinned, or does it get buried underneath? The other comments that are shouting them down. Well, I'm that, sure, that's what I'm. That's what I'm curious about. Yeah, I'm sure that the um, responses to the
1: official response, you know, are are prominent enough for it to, you know, for it to not be lost in the sauce. That it'll rise so to up. Speak. I, I, okay. I, I think that that will. I, I don't think that's an, an issue for for that to be um, buried. But even so, you know, who's to say that these institutions wouldn't? As I, I think I mentioned last week, who's to say these institutions wouldn't? bury in their own way um, the complaints if we're just talking about a suggestion box or a you know go to this you know Dei staff
2: member you know sure here's here's my thought on it though um, if you post the uh, the accusation with comments turned off that forces the organization or person that is named to address it in their own venue sure they have to get out in front of it yeah. rather than maybe not mentioning it on their own feed and instead just posting the thing over here and, and kind of trying to make sure that nobody sees it.
1: Well, um anyway that was uh, we, we don't need to dig back into that specifically <laughs> okay, okay but but You're right. this, but, but so uh, I'm, I'm looking at an article here from um, paste magazine and I'll have this uh, in the description uh, and, and all of that and you know it's it's just laying out how um, people are, um, are, are are kind of reacting uh, 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 away to this I mean what what what, what did you think of this uh, this paste article as you uh, as you took a look considering you know the, our, our
2: deep dive of this account. <laughs> <clears throat> I, I don't really have any comments on it. I don't really. No, not really. I'm I have, I'm one of those people that I've formed my opinion and and I've, I stand by not knowing whether or not this is the appropriate venue and the appropriate method. Yeah, I mean,
1: but what what is because and and we're going to get into this in a second. You know, some of this, you know, classical music, um, white lash. You know, so mm. um, what what is the appropriate venue if if not this? What is the what is the venue that uh, people have access to and can feel safe in that is not this?
2: You, no, you. I, I'm not arguing your point either. I can see it, and yep. and and I think it's important. What I'm saying is that. Um, maybe you get a bigger reaction with uh, an open letter, mm. like published in a, in a, in a newspaper or, or with multiple people who have similar issues, sign on to it. And you submit that to both your local newspaper and to the, the you know, so that they're all getting it at the same time. This is our, uh, we want you to respond to these grievances. I
1: get that. I don't remember the last time I bought a newspaper. They're online though, right? Yeah, or or go to the site. You, you you have to admit that the
2: social media is more direct. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm just I'm I'm just curious about the litigation of all of it, you know, everything being hashed out in the comments section and and I'm worried about the point of the original post getting lost. In the midst of all of this sniping back and forth in the comments,
1: I think a part of this conversation is because of the way things are set up. You know, as we as we always point out, that is the biggest uh, reaction. That's what can get the biggest you know response. Folks are in these positions to tell the dean to get out of here, sure, or, or tell the conductor. No, you're you know, right. It's just not. It's just not that easy. If
2: and we had those people in those positions, you know, yeah, we wouldn't need these. Instagram accounts. Now, with my accidental here, you actually had a a good question coming right back. I wanted to give a shout out to Joseph Tolliver, who is named president of the Arizona Friends of Chamber Music. He's been on the board since 94, the only black member. And uh, he is taking this as an opportunity uh, to address all of these things that we've been talking about in the podcast here for the last year and a half. And you brought up the question of what do you expect from... The people of color leaders and I had one word, change. And I think that he's actually able to be in this position to create some change because of one of the things that you brought up of being tired of chasing all this change, right? Okay, yeah. So you're tired of chasing all this change and there are people out there who think that you must enjoy this, that you must be, uh, that this must really Get you going, jostle my whatever's (laughs) right. So that for you to shake the table, right? So what do you what do you think? You you told me before that you are so tired of trying to do this work, of trying to make this change happen. Yeah, yeah. What 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 else is there to say about that? (laughs) Excuse me. No, this is what I'm saying. So we have a person of color who's now at the head. He's the first person in Arizona to to have a uh, a position like this. And um, I... I... Quite honestly,
1: I just, uh, I I still am not sure how all of this applies during COVID. I can't think about anything else, but, you know, um, are these organizations really centering the safety of these uh, potential audiences, A, and B, in what way are, you know, in what ways are are these organizations innovating the way they reach out to people?
2: That's a great point, because I wasn't thinking about the COVID angle. What I was thinking of is all of the reckonings that are happening. After George Floyd's murder, right. um, he is n- not taking this as an exam- as a as a time to uh, be reflective and listen to the calming qualities of this music. Knowing that everything is going to have to be rebuilt, the content should also be rebuilt. Should be retooled for the new after time i think
1: what we're kind of dancing around honestly is the idea that a lot of folks are um you know again in light of of this newfound uh uh, look at racial equity putting uh black folks and other people of color in positions of power who you know as it was said about someone last week or maybe the week before that are safe Mm -hmm. you know these safe picks people of color who are actually going to um, take advantage of that space and 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 really push that needle. Goodness gracious, could you imagine me the uh, the the president of some of these organizations? I mean, folks would just be gone day one. <laughs>
3: <laughs> What's recent number one
1: of day one? <laughs> you know, I mean, and 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 just you know the the, the light footed touch is just is is annoying to me and uh, fatiguing. So again, so so this person you know um, um, hired in this position. I'm sorry that I'm not forgetting his name right now. It's Joseph Tolliver. Joseph Tolliver. It's already been a long day. Um, uh, you know. Let's let's hope he is 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 about to do something. Is about to do something for us because you know there's actually some actual um, you know uh, things to fight against. You know mm-hmm. out here we were talking about orchestra is racist you know so of course you have the the Instagram account so of course you have these um, these bits of white lash the uh, Instagram account has been um, taken down at this point but over the weekend I want to shout out Janina from the uh, public quartet she put me on to it uh, there was this organ this uh, Instagram called white Knights of classical music so basically the response to all of this reframing of classical music you know the diversifying in classical music and this account dedicated to preserving its sanctity. You know, basically, uh, conservatism in classical music being born. You know, this isn't something we're just talking about. You know, there is there are active measures to sort of keep this white, if I may um, speak plainly. And we can't act like these people don't exist. You know, we, we kind of, I think we spent a lot of time, Scott, uh, thinking about you know, things like racism in the arts, um, lack of diversity in the arts as conceptual. Mm-hmm. But there are actual individuals behind the maintenance of those things. And that's something that I think we really need to start thinking a lot about. We talk and this, this goes with programming, you know, the, um, but also with um, staff and personnel. We talk a lot about who we need to add to the conversation. We don't talk a lot about who we need to take
2: away from it. I saw some of the things. I'm. I don't need to look at that account, but I saw the ones that you showed me, and they're pretty gross. It's disgusting. Some of the things that are posted.
1: I mean, help me. Help me extend that conversation. You know. Um, you know, we we can talk about the music that um you know needs to get out of here. You know, the Handel, the Wagner, the Delius. You know, all this stuff as far as I'm concerned, the Gershwin as well, really. Um, but when we talk about um positions of power, Scott, you know, um. You know, what do you, what do you think about um, that conversation? How do you begin to engage the conversation of, you know, who is a problem in the organization? Who is really keeping, you know, um, um, the, the, the steps from moving forward? You know, how, how would you go about that? So
2: do you think the Knights of Classical Music is run by somebody in an orchestra? Surely. I mean, what, what if, you know, there's, there's no way uh, to, to
1: man. know, but it's not, you know, it, it it's not far fetched. Um, you know, uh, maybe even before Triloquy, I don't know, some conductor over in Norway got in trouble for, you know, making some straight up racist remarks along these lines talking right. about, you know, right. you know, do, it, it's, it's so hard to be a white composer these days or whatever, you know, Yeah, um, I bet. you know, so, so let's not act like, you know, these folks can't be uh, people in positions of power, even if it's this is just some no-name violin player somewhere, you know, juxt, uh, juxtaposing um, Jim Crow uh, imagery with you know, uh, contemporary conversations as they apply to orchestra and the arts, you know, and and just tokenizing it that way, it's just gross. And no no matter where these people exist within the arts, you know, we have to engage these conversations and not pretend like there are individuals who need to be dealt with if we're going to be making progress, you Mm. know. Yeah. Now, before we get into um, uh, the second movement, you know, I kind of wanted to uh, just quickly um, mention a more positive battle as we uh, record this. Uh, Brandy and Monica are doing their um, verses on um, on uh, Apple Music. Um, if, if, if you don't know anything about that, I'll, I'll put a, um, a link in the description. Uh, Scott, the only kind of thing, the, the only thing I wanted to ask you about it um, was when we uh, when we talk about access to these, like, live concerts. Concert experiences with um, with with different celebrities and, and musicians. You know, uh, Brandy and Monica are are artists that you know to see them live. You know, in the before for time, uh, you would just have to be. Lucky enough for one of these legacy um, artists to decide to play a venue or whatever, and then go buy the tickets and X, Y, and Z. Now you just need your smartphone or or or, or your TV. Um, I wonder what this means for the way you might interact with some uh, of these artists that you still want to see and, and hang out. You know, it, I, I'm sure it's easier for you to, um, you know, sit
2: on your couch than to stand on a hard concrete floor. For oh yeah, you're an talking hour, about me. You know, <laughs> and an hour? No, listen, there was a buddy of mine that got tickets to Bruce Springsteen at the Excel Center a couple of years ago. And he said the person he was going with wasn't able. He, he said, if I give you the other ticket, can I sleep on your couch? Pfft, sure. So he wanted to be in the pit. So mm-hmm. we were there at four in the afternoon. So trying to, and so I stood on concrete for eight hours. I was the only guy at the back making the wrap it up sign, Uh like "Come on, Bruce, (laughs) let's get out of here." (laughs) We've heard it. No, um, and a shout out to my brother Alan over in Abu Dhabi. He was, you know, he he would rather spend fifty dollars on a DVD of a concert tour than fifty dollars on a ticket to go and stand out there in the heat and all that kind of stuff because he's sitting in there in his in his. Uh, boxer shorts with the air conditioner blowing up his leg you know
1: <laughs> so, how, so how does this apply to the world of uh, so called classical music uh, all of these orchestras are talking about um, you know live streams for people and you know um, make it free make it available to all really the way that these big legacy acts are, are offering these you know legendary um, performances just on social media and how that's grown and how that's become an integral part of this fucked
2: up year of 2020 and let's not forget my challenge from earlier on in this season the first orchestra to announce an all black season wins I don't believe any of these orchestras are going to do well, it you so cannot, no, no, you no you cannot believe it but I'm still throwing it out there alright well um
1: Shout out to uh, uh, Brandy and Monica. I'll be watching that versus uh, tomorrow as we transition here into the second movement. I thought I might uh, shout out one of those uh, Monica um, uh, classics. I'm, I'm sure maybe uh, Scott, you don't know but she did a tune called "Street Symphony." Ends with some really uh, begins sorry with some uh, some some really great symphonic sounds and uh, yeah, just here here's a little uh, bit of that just as a callback for folks who remember this one. Okay, and uh, we're here uh, in our second movement, music that um, struck a chord with us. So uh, we both wanted to uh, start this movement out uh, by acknowledging uh, Women's Equality Day. uh, And even before we got into um, the artists, I just kind of wanted to make the point that... I pride myself in affirming the voices of uh women musicians, women artists on every opus. You know, it's just not a a special thing we do for women's equality day. We do it all the time. Mm-hmm. I mean, just just a, a couple weeks ago, we 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 spent a fair amount of time, you know, talking about this uh female uh featured work of art. Have you, gotten, uh, have you gotten much many more listens to, um, to, to that one I, <laughs> since then? I haven't. <laughs> we, we heard we, uh, on a walk uh, earlier today, we heard it blaring out of somebody's car. Yeah, some Somebody. guy. Yeah. Well, any, anyway, shout out to Women's um, Equality Day. Uh, shout out to all the women um, out there uh, doing the work. I'm challenged by Women's Equality Day. We'll get to that here in a second. But you wanted to um, uh, t- talk about a, a woman musician who sort of, you know, uh, frames a, a special memory of yours. Or a special experience of yours?
2: Well, when I was in my late twenties, and I met my first serious girlfriend, like the f- the first love, mm-hmm. I guess. Um, a lot of time was spent trying to create the right aesthetic around the house, and, and lighting the candles, and you know, so you that's got, what you're you talking about. Sure, you got the candles going. You know, you find out what she wants to drink, and you've got that ready, and um, and the food, you know, is might might be on simmer or whatever and then you got to put on some music just to set things right and I was the jazz music director at the public radio station I was working at and I thought it was cool that I had access to all these CDs with the likes of Sarah Vaughan and Joe Stafford and Billie Holiday and all of those classic voices from uh, 40s, 50s. Uh, and even something into the 60s, but uh, I would always have things like uh, uh, Sarah Vaughn playing.
0: The way you wear your hat, the way you sip your tea, the memory of all that, no, no, they can't take that away from me. The way your smile just beams, the way you sing off key. The
3: way you haunt my dreams No, no, they
0: can't take that away from me We may never, never meet
2: again and haunted heart In the night
3: we're apart There's a ghost of you within in my heart, heart.
2: Though that sound, that 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 uh, cool area, cool era of jazz and the big band sound was part of the soundtrack of me falling in love with Jenny. Oh, that's sweet. Oh,
1: yeah. Shout out to Jenny, or or maybe Dark. Shout out. I don't know how y'all's relationship ended.
2: No, oh, it's it's fine. She's living down in Phoenix now. She's married. I think she has two children now. I think. Oh well. So, shout out to Jenny. Yep, she's doing fine.
1: I, I hope she still um, appreciates uh, Sarah Vaughn uh, What we, we were talking, uh, Sarah Vaughn is actually one of the artists that uh, uh, Bill Banfield, William Banfield included um, in that symphony um, of uh, of his. You know, I think the uh, maybe the only woman named I'm sorry if I'm not remembering that correctly but you know so even on the more orchestral side of things you know Sarah Vaughan um her her sound and her uh, her her legacy exists This this podcast is called Triloquy, so I'm just gonna <laughs> I, I'm just gonna lay it out here. I'm too tired to uh, to make this flowery. Um, Women's Equality Day celebrates um, the ratification of the 19th Amendment. Um, you know, I understand, which gave uh, women the right to vote. Um, I have always thought of that as an amendment that gave white women the right to vote, because let's fast forward to the 1960s, talking about um, the the Voting Rights Act. You know, we cannot erase uh, the work that those black women did, you know, for their right to vote on paper, you know it may have been there but on paper it says liberty and justice for all right but we know that you know all doesn't really mean all or didn't really mean all certainly when they were writing it you know Um, I um, you know obviously I'm not a woman so I can't you know really Speak to those dynamics, but I just hope that on this Women's uh, Equality Day, folks are really um, understanding and centering on um, the stories and uh, the perspective of the most marginalized women. You know, I think Brianna Taylor's name should center this. Mm. You know, we cannot talk about uh, uh, women's equality without talking about Black women's equality, and without um, you know really understanding how that intersection um, is really a challenge challenge for, for, for so many people. Um, you know, I, I recall the story of Marian Anderson. You know, her name came up on the one of the very first, I, I think it was the very first radio special I did on race and classical music, you know, how um, the Daughters of the American Revolution kept her out of uh, of the concert hall she was supposed to perform in. So, of course, she gave that, you know, famous uh, performance on the steps of the Lincoln Memorial. You know, this was in 1939, you know, this mm. is this is after the Nineteenth Amendment, and you have you know these um, these women led organizations keeping her out. Now I'm not here to, um, to to shit on white women on Women's Equality Day. I'm just here to make sure that we are really centering the history and the experiences of black women and other women of color just to make sure that we are all um, uh, being as equitable as we can you know if something benefits and uh, Tamika Mallory who um, organized the uh, International uh, Women's March a few years ago you know Mm -hmm. she said um, you know if you center the most marginalized of women in what you do and the conversations you have all women will benefit and I I also believe that you know so I want to make sure that on this women's equality Day, uh, I make sure to, um, to shout out and say the name once again, um, the name of uh, Marion Anderson, who you know just overcame so much uh, for her right to, to sing. So, um... Oh, I just realized we didn't give one of our accidentals any oh, maybe we did actually give them accidentals I've been <laughs> I've been in the habit of just going through there and not maybe as a musician that was my problem as well <laughs> the, those those F sharps were always missed no, I got my F sharps those B naturals are tricky <laughs> but, but, uh, but but anyway um, uh, I wanted to talk about a couple little pieces of music um, uh, this week uh, that struck a chord with me so um, y'all know how I give it up, you know, hashtag I'm rooting for everybody black, you know, um, you know erasing the the um, the structures and the status quos and the ideas of classical music. Well, you know, that does exist beyond that for me. So on Saturday morning, I believe, Friday or Saturday morning uh, on the radio, um, I uh, uh, presented this piece of music by Mark O'Connor. He called it the Strings and Thread Suite. And if you don't know who Mark O'Connor is, um, he's this fiddler, uh, I feel comfortable saying, you know. That's how he refers to yeah. it. Who who has just um, taken the orchestra sound, the orchestra world, and tied it with bluegrass and folk in a way that's 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 really cool. And um, I had someone you know um, trolling me on Twitter talking about why am I playing this twangy stuff. And uh, I think it's important to just um, note that when we talk about re envisioning classical music, while I do again believe in centering racial equity, music like Mark O'Connor's is very important when we talk about. Um, the new sound Of what this could all be You know It's very much orchestral there, There's no question About that But Scott I mean I'm sure You can even speak To how familiar It is to someone Who may not be Who might not be Versed in classical music But can appreciate That folksy Or that bluegrass sound Or or
2: something that you would um, Define as Americana You mm-hmm. know It's a great entry point For somebody Who doesn't know much about it But also Just for those Who are musically thirsty yeah. You know Those who are Looking for something a, a little bit different, and uh, I think that a lot of Mark O'Connor's and Bella Fleck's work really fits the bill. Yeah, here's a little bit of that uh, strings and threads. Think also about how today we tell stories about a Beethoven Overture or a, uh, um, a Rachmaninoff piece that people were sitting there going, "Oh, this is too different. This is this. We, we don't like this." Yeah. And now we're playing it every eight days on mm-hmm. the radio. Yeah. So maybe some of this music that we're listening to right now, this too twangy music, you know, maybe in 150 years people will be talking about that. Like, can you believe that people used to think that this was bad music or they didn't like it at first or whatever?
1: And, and I think it also, you know, speaks to our um, role, you know, shout out to National Radio Day that uh, that happened since the last time we uh, recorded, you know, uh, I, I think, you know, one of our roles as radio hosts, you know, away from the podcast here is to really um, affirm this music, you know. So, mm-hmm. you know, uh, on, my, on my National uh, Radio Day sort of blurb, Uh, you know that we all had to do for the radio i talked about how i love radio because i get to affirm you know black voices hey there i'm garrett mcqueen i love radio because it gives me the opportunity to not only affirm and amplify my own voice but to affirm and amplify the voices of many other black professionals in the world of classical music i also love radio because of listeners like you you know, I also get to, you know, I I love getting to obviously affirm the voices of women, but, you know, affirm music like um, Mark O'Connor's, you know, or affirm music from, um, you know, I was talking earlier uh, with you today about a piece of music uh, that was reminiscent of Peru and a uh, culture of the Andes Mountains. Right. We, we talked about, you know, the Bahamas last weekend, Caucasian sketches not long ago, you know. So, you know, just getting to affirm all of these sounds that, um, aren't straight up Western European, but still use the language um, of the orchestra. I really love that. And, and I, um, and I you know, hope people will continue to open their minds to you know, more conversations, more musical conversations that happen to use the language of the orchestra. Mm-hmm. in in that in that music you know when we talk about cultural music scott i just hear a freedom you know i just imagine a village of people you know living in their culture without any sort of oppressive uh, system, just with their with their thumbs on on their necks. It's a beautiful thought to me. Sure it's a beautiful nice. it's a beautiful idea. Yeah. Um. Uh. One, one, one other quick um. You know, thing I wanted to mention this week. So you know, one of the rap legends um put out um an album. Nas put out a, a record called The King's Disease. If you want to uh, check that out, those tracks will be on uh, the Triloquy playlist. Um. But one song in particular, Scott, grabbed my attention. Um. Nas featured. Um, Charlie Wilson uh, on on a tune. You and played that for me. Yeah, and um, you know if we'll rewind way back to when um, uh, Minnesota Public Radio asked us to uh, collect our ten uh, top. Uh, top 10 compositions You know um, I had Nas's uh, Life's a Bitch In there And then I had uh, The Gap Band's You know Outstanding So you know For me to hear um, These two artists That I, I really uh, Revere uh, For different You know Reasons You know Come together um, In in this track It's, it's really dope So yeah, if you want to hear From one of the You know Rap legends You know Hear how uh, Hip hop is just Maturing I, I really suggest Checking out this album You called it Adult rap Adult rap it is it is just just listen
0: me baby facing 88. Her 40F and Broadway, they made me stay in wait. Cab service, car five. 10 minutes, they back in the car. Not safe to drive. Narcos are looking. No secret. Compartments in the ride, so keep pushing. We get stopped, hiding between the seat cushions. Either that or just tucking inside your boot. Don't throw it out the window yet, son. That's all I lose. See, they turn. It wasn't after us, my nigga. With
1: yeah, grown way. folks. Grown folks' music. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, so, um, so this week's guest um, is. Uh, Uh, My dear friend, uh, Maya Stone, uh, a bassoonist that I met, um, down um, in Tennessee well I think I met her for the first time at Sphinx years ago but uh, back in those days she lived um, in uh, in Tennessee has uh, has moved all over the country you know teaching at uh, different colleges and um, and and universities um, but right now she's uh, back home and that's one of the things we talk about you know um, we're gonna get into it uh, in the in the triloquy, in the fourth movement but you know I'm sure women of color black women are just so tired of those conversations of it's so hard being a black woman in classical music because so you know one way I I wanted to approach this conversation is you know it's it's just to let her tell her story and for us to you know catch up so I I hope um, you know listening you'll you'll appreciate just um, hearing from Maya um, and and just getting you know the story of yet another woman doing really important things uh, in the arts it's not always about pimping out the pain it's not always about you know you're just um, getting a hard on over how difficult it is for other folks you know sometimes folks just have stories to tell so I, I wanted to you know offer um, offer a bit of that um, today um, and you know I and I mentioned you know she's back home in, in uh, upstate New York now from Tennessee and you know just the idea of home you know it's just you know it's becoming more and more of a thing in this social distance 2020 you know crazy world Um, you know Scott yesterday we put hot dogs on the grill you know had slaw dogs and you uh, talked about how that just bring we had uh, root beer floats as well you just talked about how that brings you back I had five five hot dogs yesterday (laughs) I I was hurting
2: so bad today (laughs) I woke up just not feeling good at all and plus we had what was the tiki bar style drink that you brought out with? Just some little, grown, just some grown folks drinks. You know, we talked about grown folks music, grown folks drinks. There right. you go. But after, <laughs> after working on your car, sweating for a couple hours, draining those drinks and five hot dogs, wow, I was hurting today. But so, so musically <laughs> –
1: musically so this is the All question right. i have for you in transition that what is musically that hot dog with a slaw or that root beer flow what music takes you back home to to august to just having having a, a carefree summer a summer much better than this one
2: damn yeah i remember being taking taking camping to a, a series of man-made lakes and there was hot dogs and hamburgers every night relish onions you know the whole bit just the the best hot dogs that i could remember little bit of char and water skiing, sunburns, and the luscious voice of Annie Lennox. Sweet
3: started noticing how much people talked about how a woman looked versus what she had to offer or what she was giving to a situation. It was, um, in many cases, it was like the very first comment was about her appearance, and um, it was a man making a comment. Um, it might be about how how she was so much more attractive than him, you mm-hmm. know <laughs> right. Something, right you know as uh, so um to me it's it's very- imp- important, I think, in a lot of ways for um uh, how you present yourself um but I think also for me <laughs> what's what has become important is um however you present yourself having confidence in that mm-hmm. you know so um ha- like having a presentation period uh if that makes any sense yeah, yeah um so and that can be varied and when I think about um powerful Speakers and figures um, in 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 life and in history. Um, to me, they've you know there are times when they have presented themselves in a way that was um, focused on uh, catering to ideals of I want to say like like basic societal. Mm-hmm. Ideas, ideals of attraction, but in general, I think it was more focused on, to me, the power that they felt within themselves, regardless of whether that had to do with, you know, basic standard ideals of uh, attraction and presentation. Right. You know, um, it's just whatever they f- felt was important to them in in how they presented themselves. So I say I say that all to say that um, it's it's just been such an interesting, I think thing that, that I think black women have really had to be, be focused on that and how they are going to navigate, you know, uh, trying to navigate that in the most successful way. It just depends, right. It depends on what their goals are. Right. But, um, but throughout life and, and, um, you talked about hair hair is so oh my gosh and, and that's
1: and that's actually something i was going to bring up when you when you talk about you know the the idea oh of having an appearance <laughs> and always having to make this presentation you know there's one side you know of me that really wants to fight for um, disrupting that, you know, abolishing, you know, the ideals that go with women needing to make this presentation. On the other side of that conversation, you know, every time you know I see um, a black woman, you know, um, wearing her natural hair, there's something about that presentation that just excites me. You know, every time I see it, you know, and yeah. so so there's also that part of the conversation, you know, taking advantage of that need to present and always make an appearance especially as, as black folks, as black women.
3: Right. Yeah. And yes, absolutely. And it, you know, the whole idea that we have to talk about this um, to me goes in the first to the, place. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Um, just goes to the concept of, or the, the idea that we've kind of been, um, we've been closed off in a way, you know, we've been, um, I, you know it's just very plainly brainwashed you know to to think that it, it, when when you really think about the idea that our our natural selves were not ex-' were not acceptable you know mm-hmm. um, to be natural to be to wear your hair in its absolute natural like fundamental like foundation like you know just the way it grows out of your body you the know? way it
1: was intended to grow you know by, way it was by God or whoever you believe in
3: yes I mean in the I mean th- there was no accident that was right. not an accident right. <laughs> you know right. period. I mean? <laughs> period period but the idea that for for so long we have treated it like it was mm-hmm. you know um, and 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 it's it, the, you know there's a there's so many parts to that too because it's like you you know it's I love like seeing how multifaceted our hair is and mm-hmm. to be able to wear so many different styles of hair right. like and right. that be acceptable you know what I mean that's really cool you know like we could do anything you know we could put anything on our head we can transform ourselves you know blah 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 you know it's really really cool but like I think you know let's be let's be cool with like how we normally naturally are let's accept that let's be like my goodness my god that's beautiful you know what i mean like (laughs) you know we we are you know wonderfully and fearfully made you know what i mean like let's just accept that you know that that it was meant to be and then you know if you want to do other stuff you know cool you know like whatever but like Please, you know, like <laughs> please be, love yourself. <laughs> I'm,
1: I'm 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 writing that down right now. Except that it was meant to be. <laughs>
3: right, right, right. I mean, um, yeah. To me, that's important.
1: Yeah, and you know. Accepting that it was meant to be you know I think is important to you know Sort of think about these days and and, You know what everyone is calling this Unprecedented unexpected time You know Mm -hmm. Um, I always think Of that uh, as the life of a a Musician you know we kind of go along this Journey that we don't really always Understand and it takes Mm -hmm. us to all these Places and that's certainly uh, The case for you I I wanted to um, I wanted to rewind back um, To your days in um, academia And to sort of you know bridge the gap between what we're talking about, you know, um, the, the unique and challenging intersection of race and gender, you know, and then, you know, being a black woman in academia, I, I wonder, you know, what you've pulled um, from that experience being outside of that world uh, now as it is.
3: Hmm. Yeah. That's I, I guess, first great. of all,
1: wh- yeah. where where did you teach as far as the oh. collegiate <laughs> level? <laughs>
3: yeah, sure. Um, I taught at Austin Peay State University in Clarksville, Tennessee, then I taught at Middle Tennessee State University in Murfreesboro, Tennessee, then I taught at um, Bowling Green State University in Bowling Green, Ohio, and then um, I taught at um, University of Missouri in Columbia. And these were all, all of those were full-time positions and and i think um, it's important yeah. to
1: lay that out because mm-hmm. this isn't your perspective from one institution you know these right. are different places in different parts of the country with yeah. different fields and, and everything I'm, I'm, I'm sure that you can speak to
3: oh yeah yeah definitely yeah and um and it was very a very different experience being in in full-time positions than in um in adjunct positions because the well, I mean, I'm sure it's different everywhere, you know what I mean? But um, but it's really, really quite involved, you know, in the in the full time. And um, it was I learned so much in those situations, and um, and I mean, I really can't, I mean, limit to limit it to anything. I think whenever, I think throughout life, you know, like whatever you do like you're gonna gain you know tremendous experience from it right and Mm -hmm. then that's going to like uh project you um or yeah into the into whatever future you have uh and the more you learn the better um yeah i learned a tremendous amount and um and i learned a lot about myself um I learned, and i still learning about a lot about how to work with others, you know? Sure, sure. <laughs> um, I learned that, um, and this is, oh, I'm glad I thought about this. <laughs> this is very important, very important for me that every place is different and has a different dynamic. Actually, I'm really glad I'm thinking about this right now because it's really, you know how, you know, it's like, yeah, yeah. it's important for me to think about right now, uh, just in general. But, um, but yeah, it like, it's like walking into a, a you know, a community, mm-hmm. a family, if you will, in a lot of ways, because these people are spending so much time together and um, have really created a culture in and of themselves and it's a cu- it's a culture like wrapped in a culture because the cu- this culture of or the dynamic of teacher student is way different, not always, but oftentimes it's very different than the dynamic of colleague to colleague. So it's like this culture that's working within a culture that's working within a culture sure. of the larger institution, sure. et cetera, you know?
1: And understanding the power dynamics throughout, I'm sure.
3: Yes. And, yeah. Uh, y- yeah, absolutely. Um, and yeah, and that was fascinating, <laughs> to say the <laughs> very least. Sure, sure. But, um, but yeah, I learned that there, there are different dynamics everywhere, um, that, um, that I can learn from every single situation that I'm in, period, you know every single one and um and i can take you know what i need to take from those situations and put back what i need you know i leave what i need to leave from those situations mm-hmm. and um actually moving around so much and not staying in one place i felt was actually really good for me because i could take the you know i could like be or just, Anybody, anybody can do it, even if you're in the situation long term, you know, but, um, but it was really nice to be able to leave a situation and look back. Sure. And reflect, you know.
1: <clears throat> sure, sure.
3: Versus being in it, uh, you know, like, you know.
1: You you have more in opportunities it, to look back and and sort of think about what you can take from one situation into the next. You have yeah. more opportunities to sort of you know hit that refresh button, so to speak. Yes,
3: the refresh button. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I thought that was that was really cool. And um, and not and again, not to say that you can't get it from you know being at it at an institution for the long haul because you most certainly. Oh can, sure. You of know? course, of course. Um, but um, but it's nice to be able to yeah, it's nice. It was nice to be able to have these different perspectives and to be able to look back and reflect on the whole, you know, on different, different ones and then reflect on the whole and, and, um, yeah, I've, I just learned a tremendous amount. Um, you know, it was interesting to be also being a black woman in that, uh, um, in that arena. Mm -hmm. Um, because, and and also at times I was, I felt like I was able to reflect in a moment or in a situation and think, wow, you know, like, would this be happening if I wasn't a black woman, Right. But, you know, and, and, um, but that was also interesting too, because there were times when, um, when there were definitely like serious, you know, microaggressions happening and, you know, and 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 macro aggressions happening. The definitely, you know yep. that that was the case. But um, also, um, there were times when, um, well, you know, I, honestly, there were times where um, I I felt like I was I was strongly supported as mm-hmm. well. You know, yep. so um, so there were. And, and you know, all the stuff in between, you know, as well. So um, I made great friends you know in, in course, academic yeah. institutions, you know yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and it, to be able to to look back and say, you know that that um, I had this experience and it didn't kill me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> despite its despite its efforts it seems like sometimes you know right 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 oh yeah
3: and that's what i was going to say actually um yeah but um yeah i also found that um even though i was having you know certain experiences that were that were definitely racist um i also learned that every everybody goes through tough times you know mm-hmm. in academia um and um it's it's a very challenging place you know to to be in and and just for all the reasons that i mentioned before with dynamics it's challenging
2: yeah and so
3: um so you have that and then on, on and then on top of that you have the race issue and and you know why aren't there more of us in academia and you know in a place that we we need to be you know right right Um, right um in order to to make a a lot of um influence and in arts related things, etc. Yeah. At least that's the way it's been, you know, leading up till now.
1: You talk about um, looking back and, and, and these moments of reflection. Uh, when I look, you know, my only experience in academia um, is as a student, was as a student, you know? So when I think about uh, those days, you know, I wish that I were more, um, how can I say, just more mischievous, more, um, <laughs> you know, willing to just, you know, be in trouble, you know, just the, the, the Garrett of 2020. I wish I could send him back to some of those music theory classes, um, you know, to, to to ask, you know, why have we yet to talk about, you know, the art songs of uh, of Margaret Bonds or the piano music of Florence Price, you know. Uh, uh, I, I wonder if you ever have those thoughts where, you know, did, did you ever, um, were you able to, um, uh, use the music of women, of uh, even black women composers, uh, as, a, as a means of teaching your students?
3: Oh, gosh, you know, it's funny. I I have not really, I did not really, and I, I wasn't really in tune with it as mm-hmm. much, you know, when I was teaching, you know, when I was uh, a faculty member. Um, I do now, I try to, and I, I did just... Um, uh, finished teaching at a, a festival um, a couple of months ago where um, where I incorporated that into our, we were doing like a listening uh, history ref- reflective type project and, um, and I included um, women of color in that uh, mm-hmm. over the course of, we had uh, one, one week, so it was over the course of one week and that's the first time that, that I've really, really done that Um, I, I try to incorporate, you know, knowledge of, of female composers, you know, with my students and I try to do it more, but it's really interesting because like in the past with, um, the last, uh, like couple of years, um, when I had a student doing a a senior recital, um, senior high school recital, um, You know, I was thinking, we were brainstorming pieces to do. And when I was initially thinking, I was like, oh, this would be good, this would be good, this would be good. And then I looked at the program and I was like, oh my gosh, these are all (laughs) like white male composers. composers." (laughs) And it's just like, where my mind you know just you know it's like oh these are great pieces these are pieces and see, that and, i studied and you're you know? hitting
1: on something because over and yeah. over again we have these programs that only have dead white men composers and over and over again people never even think that's there's anything wrong with that that, that right. doesn't take them aback in the way yeah. that it did you when you put yeah. this together
3: yeah exactly so, so I mean it's a process it's you know constant it's conversations like this and you know other things that are helping you know to to like motivate you know for motivate me you know to be thinking about that in the future and um, and just making it a priority you know um, I love uh, Jessica Wilkins does this um, this uh, like. Black Composer um, YouTube series, and um, <clears throat> right now all, all the ones she's done I believe are, are deceased. But, um, but we need to know about those too. We need to know yeah. about the fo- the ones that came before us, you know, that paved the way. That's huge, you know? So I'm, I'm so glad that she's doing that because it's really important um, for us to have that memory and to be like, it, you know, inundated with it constantly. Um, so every time you know I I try to make a point you know I have my um, f- Facebook pages and stuff like that and yeah. uh, social media pages I try to make a point of like you know um, anytime I, I have an opportunity to f- to feature um, female composer or black composer or something like that um, I try to make sure that I'm doing that um, but um, and also bl- uh, black artists in general
1: yeah um but yeah, you know, um, I, I want to fast forward to um, today. So you know, mm-hmm. after you know, teaching at so many institutions, mm-hmm. uh, teaching privately, you know, doing your own thing uh, for a while, um, you're you're back home. Uh, mm-hmm. I I wonder um, what that journey uh, means to you looking forward. I mean, you know, we're all kind of in this in-between time when we kind of don't know what's next when it comes to, you know, so many different things. I'm I'm sure you're doing lots of um, teaching on the digital front and and, and other sorts of things. But I mean, it it must be like a load off to be home after, you know, this grand bassoon journey that you've (laughs) you've been on.
3: (laughs) That's funny. Um, In a way, yeah. Yes, you know, um, there's. It's definitely, um, it's definitely great to be home and great to be with, you know, near my mom and um, and and my my aunt, my and I'm closer to my sister now and stuff. So it's yeah, it's really wonderful. Um, there there are also like other you know dynamics you know and in, in the family that you know have to be addressed and stuff like that and and so um, so it's definitely like. It, things aren't like you know, just you know, very like nothing's happening. You know what I mean? Right, of course. <laughs> like, of course. Right, right? Yeah. Yeah. But, but um. But yeah. But it's it's really really wonderful and um, and it 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 does seem very interesting. Like when I look back, you know, I'm I'm thinking, um, you know, where where am I gonna be? You know, like um next year, two years from now, three years, you know what I mean? And and um and I'm I'm thinking, well I've been in living in Nashville for so in the Nashville area for yeah. quite a long time, on and off. And um I loved Nashville. Like I really love that city and, and um and I enjoyed my time there and everything and um and you know I mean <laughs> I don't I don't know. <laughs> like, yeah. But, but how's but, that um, how's
1: that different from any other time? You know, how's that different yeah. from that second year in grad school or that the year before you get tenure at this at this college or you yeah. know. Yeah. <laughs> and I've
3: moved around so much, you know. So but um yeah, the, Garrett that's a great question because I I have so many feels right now. <laughs> like yeah. it's just but um you know, I also feel like Kind of like the sky's the limit kind of thing you know exactly yeah so you know and um especially with this new format the digital format that we have um and which is existed you know for a long yeah. time <laughs> but, but all of a sudden you know it's it's becoming more you know prevalent you know it's like oh yeah we have this you know what i mean yeah yeah so so um i'm curious to see where that's gonna go and um and and also after the period of, of um, after the kind of the COVID pandemic, I should say period, uh, what happens, you know, after that, you know, yeah, um, and how how will things transform, you know, from what we're doing now into the future? I'm thinking about that all the time, and um, thinking of, and I have some projects that um, that I'm working on, and um, and also, you know wanting to play you know and and, um and thinking about uh, am i um you know when is that when will i have the opportunity to play in person with with even a a pianist you know just a pianist Mm -hmm. um but to collaborate when will i have the opportunity to collaborate and um and you know in person i mean and not right, just right you know, right just recording. not just over
1: a, a zoom recital or right, whatever. right 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 right
3: exactly
1: yeah um, i guess we've talked yeah. a lot about you as you know a teacher as, you yeah. know as a person in academia but not so much um as a performer you know I, I'm, I'm wondering how you know you would take advantage of the opportunity that you might have to you know be on stage with a pianist who's wearing a mask you know and 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 you're there you know and even if the audience is, is is digital, you know, just you know, everyone it takes to make that sort of thing happen in person, you know, is kind of a big deal in this COVID era, and and would be you know a big opportunity. I think anyone would, you know, uh, agree. I, I wonder in what ways. Um, you will want to take advantage of an opportunity like that as a performer, you know, and then, yeah. you know, if we can go back around full circle, you know, as someone making this presentation, you know, someone making this appearance in a time when live performances are, are so few and far between.
3: Yeah. Um, well, um, how would I? Uh
1: Obviously with the Mozart bassoon concerto, right? <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: <laughs> Maybe. Oh, really? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> probably
3: not, but yeah. <laughs> uh, um, I, I do see advantages to, to, to playing Mozart, you know, as a black woman, mm. you know, um, as a black musician, as a black performer. Um, and I, I feel like that's, um, it, it can speak volumes, but, um, but it doesn't have to right? Uh, And, you know, I think that's kind of the direction that, that um, a lot of Black artists are going in right now. It's like, we've, we've tried so hard to conform um, Mm -hmm. and to fit into um, maybe the box, you know, that, that has been delivered to us. um, And uh, deemed, you know, important to fit in. But, um, kind of coming to the point where we, we don't really, um, have to conform. We don't right. have to fit into that box, right? It's not necessary. Um, it's, it's not z- necessary for our validation, you know, as, as performers and as artists. And, um, uh, so yeah, so yeah, I see, I do see benefits to playing Mozart. I like Mozart, although, you know, it's overplayed, right? um but in a ten, terms, I would say yeah <laughs> yeah uh, so right so let's look for more opportunities and so um putting together some a recital and, and a performance for you know for the future and also I don't feel any rush to do this right now uh, you know yeah. but um I feel like I would like to take my time and um, you know decide what I want to do and um, like really um Get it into my system, you know. Right. Um, and and um, yeah, and then deliver it, you know, at some 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 opportunity, some time. Um, but and I would love to see that in the form of a live streamed recital, whether or not that was uh, pre recorded or sure, you know, sure, like um, really live. Um, and I think that's important. I think that's important to staying. Active as an artist, I think it's important to um, my um, development um, uh, as an artist as as a music as a versatile musician. You know, mm-hmm. um, I think that um, solo performances are, are important in that respect. So Just as- in general, as far as that, you know.
1: Yeah, that's what i was gonna say as, as important as talking about you know the the repertoire and that sort of thing is just the act of performing and and right. keeping that muscle in in shape
3: yes exactly yeah and preparing for a performance mm-hmm. i think is good yeah,
1: yeah yeah keeping the discipline muscle in shape yes. as well
3: <laughs> yes that's right yeah and you always learn more you know what i mean you learn more about your yourself and your playing and your and um and and that we were talking about this but um that mental you know uh muscle you know that yeah. that comes from you know being on the stage and or and preparing and then also being on the stage and being under you know the, kind of almost like the microscope, if you yeah, know. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. The nerve,
1: yeah. Keeping up the nerve to do it. <laughs> yeah,
3: yeah, exactly.
1: You you mentioned your um, you know your uh, your sisters and your mother, um, your your aunt. You know, yeah, mm-hmm. I, I, If I could just be a fly on the wall, I, I wonder when when y'all get around the table just to chit chat. Um, where does the bassoon fit into that? What does your family think about the bassoon? Oh. <laughs> Is that a conversation that <laughs> comes up? Well, <laughs> no, and
3: I have. Other, I didn't mention all my family but you know i have my grandmother too and she's, oh wow yeah and um and so she'll, she she asked me about that a lot and <laughs> um and you know i think when uh my mom is a pianist and oh, okay. uh, a church musician so we talk and we talk a lot and she directs choirs um about music and um she doesn't always ask me a lot about the bassoon right now sometimes like i'll share you know like mm-hmm. oh yeah this is happening or i'm teaching here this week and you know and, yeah. <laughs> and then here next month or whatever and uh or or i put this video online you know or something yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and um just like, oh that's nice you know <laughs> um and yeah and my my grandmother will ask me about it you know like and so how is the, how are you playing a lot lately or you know what are you doing with the bassoon or something and um and so that's that's uh always just fun to to know you know like how i think it's like you know oh it's like i do what i do you know what i mean and that's like that's what i do and and then we have our life besides that and you know yeah. which is kind of nice yeah it's,
1: it's it's important you know even going back to what we we're uh, saying about going home you know it's I, I feel like that's one of the things about being home you know some of the stuff that's outside can stay out there for right. at yeah. least for a little bit
3: right exactly but they're very supportive and um you know they like when we have gateways and stuff like that they've come to the gateways oh and, wow
1: yeah, yeah. <laughs> um,
3: my mom's never come to Sphinx before but she's always talked about it you know with wanting to come around.
1: Yeah. Oh wow. yeah. well. 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 Um, you know those things that um, you know you share with your mother, the things that are happening, the performances that you're doing. Um, uh, I wonder if you could share some of those uh, with the folks listening here. How can they? Uh, how can they check out some of the work you're doing? Uh, maybe participate in some of your uh, future initiatives and uh, and kind of get an idea of uh, uh, of more uh, of the artistic side of uh, uh, of who Maya Stone is.
3: Oh, sure. <laughs> Um, well, I mean, I don't have any immediate projects coming up, but um, this this season, sometime this season, we'll have a product project with Chatterbird, and I don't want to talk, talk about it too much because sure. it's not um, like super finalized, and um, and I don't necessarily have clearance <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> but but um but it will be something that i'm really excited about and i'm really excited to to flex like some creative energy there um and Chatterbird is a group based in nashville and um it's a eclectic uh new music ensemble and um i've been with them for a few years now and then also, um, I'm excited to be working on something with another group outside of Nashville, which is called Intersection. And um, and again, I don't have clearance to talk sure, about sure. it, so <laughs> I'm not, not going to say uh, much, but just also that I'm, I, it's a completely different type of project, and I'm also very, very excited uh, to, to be involved with that. So those are those are two things that are happening immediately that I can think of off the top of my head. Sure, sure. And um and then hopefully, you know, there'll be others coming up soon too. Um I'm also. I know I didn't talk much about my online teaching, but I'm also teaching online. Yeah. And um, I've been really, really thrilled with how that's gone, and you know, and of course, I've done a, a little bit of teaching online in the past, and, but um, but not in regularity. And uh, so I'm. I was wondering, you know, like how how that was gonna going to, um, you know, just end up and evolve and. And I've been just thrilled with how it's gone and um, the progress of my students um, in Nashville who um, we've, we've been meeting virtually since, um, since COVID hit, you sure. know, since yeah. uh, mid-March, um, early March. And um, so that's been really, you know, uh, it's just been really great to see them grow that in the ways that they have. And also, uh, and also myself, you know, and um, I've kind of taken on a little um, a pedagogy project for myself and, and any student that I have that's wanted to be involved in it. And um, it's not super extensive, but it involves a lot of reading and um, and reflecting by choice. You know, hmm. it's, the reflection is is currently optional. But, um, but it's, it's, I, I knew it would be good for my students, but I, I didn't realize exactly how good it was going to be for me, you know?
1: It's funny how teaching does that, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's,
3: yeah, it's fantastic. Yes. I'm sure you know, it's, um, like when you teach, you learn so much more, you know? So it's really, um, exciting to, to to be able to grow and then as you go it's like this cycle right it's like you grow students grow you grow students grow you know it's just like keeps going and um that's a really really beautiful thing that that i enjoy i enjoy growth and i enjoy watching students grow and being a part of their growth so
1: yeah it's yeah.
3: really really exciting
1: Well, um, you know, I really appreciate your uh, sitting down and uh, talking with me today. Um, Congratulations on uh, going home. It's something that I hope to do one day. (laughs) Thanks. Thanks so
3: much. It's been really great. It's been really awesome to be a part of the community again, you know, and um, and to be close to family, family, but to also be close to, I'm going to say like um, extended family, you know, Um, whatever that means you know it could be like directly blood related and but then also like within you know the fabric of the community seeing the people that um that i grew up with you know the people that um who you know make up the the city that i live in you know it's just it's really really quite special and cool so i'm glad um i i had this opportunity to do it
1: Again, big thanks to Maya Stone for coming on to... Um, chat and offer her uh, perspective on a, a few things. We'll have uh, her links and all of that going home, you know, in honor of, you know, Maya going home, all of us just, you know, in a way wanting to go home. But also um, as a, a special ode to folks in Iowa, you know, who who suffered a storm that uh, I only learned about semi-recently. Someone tweeted me to, to tell me about it, and I looked on the news and then uh, on the Internet, and then the next days it was finally making it on the news. So warm thoughts to everyone, you know, our neighbors to the South. Down
2: in Iowa. The thing that's sad is that the uh, the prices that they were getting for their crops were already, uh, you know, the 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 tariffs took a huge bite out of some of these farmers' business, hmm. and now what little product that they were able act, actually going to have is destroyed or unusable. Yeah, and, and I guess I should say, you know, the going home, of
1: course, um, that Dvorak used in his Ninth Symphony, you know, while in Spillville, mm-hmm. you know, you, you've spoken to the beer that he was there to drink and all that, but but anyway, so, you know, a, a connection there. And um, Yeah, again, warm thoughts to Iowa. I was telling you earlier that um, I was watching this show about how there are Burmese pythons down in Florida, but they have a couple storms coming, so it's just a mess down there in um, Florida, California. As on fire you you talked about an asteroid that's coming
2: well there it's not going to hit the planet But it's close enough that you might be able to see it. (sighs) Too bad, huh? All right, well, (laughs) but before
1: we get too much down in the dumps, we actually have a little pre-triloquy.
0: Good news, everyone!
1: So at the beginning of this opus, um, I I mentioned uh, uh, Triloquy is now an LLC. I also mentioned that on social media. Thanks to everyone um, congratulating me there. And thanks to everyone, you know, for your support. You know, moving forward um, on that front, you know, it's an expensive thing. So, you know, that's one of the places where, um, you know, your donations have gone, so I, I, I really appreciate that. I can't um, uh, thank you guys enough. Um, if, if you're interested in you know joining the team, helping us grow this thing, just uh, be sure to visit org and there's a, a donate button there. You know, some people uh, were asking me, Scott, um, why an LLC? And uh, we, we were kind of having the conversation you know weeks ago when we were looking at Uh, Try to um, grow this thing a five hundred one c three versus an LLC. You know, you open a five hundred one c three down in Omaha. Mm -hmm. I understand. You know, and I'm sure you can speak to you know all of the red tape and the paperwork and the money. You know, it
2: it required to. There's a lot of all of that, absolutely. And um, what from what you said, having an LLC would give more freedom with. The way we use that, correct?
1: Yeah, I talked to um, I talked to a couple lawyers uh, uh, and and uh, and other folks in the field, and based on what we're trying to do, um, they suggested that we go for the LLC, and that if there are certain things um, that we need non profit status for, or you know, for tax reasons, you know, there are um, uh, sister organizations uh, that are willing to, uh, to to help us in that regard. So I think we're you know in in some really good shape. You know, we're, we're kind of throwing uh, stones way ahead um, on the trail. But, Scott, one of the things we talked about was, you know, um, beyond just this podcast, you know, um, folks here that uh, work at Triloquy, um, you know, being available for um, radio and media coaching or, you know, um, at, at, some, at some points, uh, mixing
2: and, you know, uh, production help. And well, really, the idea, uh, one of the ideas when we first started the podcast last year, was the idea of Triloquy as a brand, as an aesthetic, meaning that uh, underneath the umbrella, there could be um, some video uh, productions, there could be live events, there could be uh, an online presence that would be sort of a hub for people of color to share their work, to yep. get some notice, yeah, uh, maybe get some tips through the Cash App or whatever the case may be. I
1: think um, I think back to the Opus that we did way back with the Jennings School, and you know, right. and right. you know what what we're doing here on Triloquy, you know, being a means for uh, students to you know just learn how to um, record some audio, and you know, the kids are smarter than we are anyway, but you know, it, it, there are some different is when, you know, you talk about using things like Pro Tools versus GarageBand, you know, Ableton, as you use to, to help us get Triloquy together. So, you know, uh, we're, we're growing, um, you know, I, I want this to be a service. It's not about us uh, sitting here getting rich, trust me. Um, we are both still paycheck to paycheck, working a job and <laughs> doing all this. So right. it's not about that, but it's uh, about us, you know, gaining uh, the legal status uh, that we need to um, be even more impactful and more helpful. Uh, more of a help. So again, uh, big shout out and thank you to everyone who's uh, supported us. You know, as we are, are continuing to grow, um, and, and they'll, you know, we'll, we'll we'll keep you updated on what uh, the Triloquy LLC is up to. Um, okay, so that was the pre triloquy So unfortunately, <laughs> now we need to get into the real Triloquy.
0: You know, we've been fighting four hundred steel fighting to this day.
1: Okay, uh, I'm not going to keep you here um, uh, too much longer, but um, so. I wanted to mention um, The Read podcast, and most folks, you know, especially folks who listen to this, um, I'm sure listen uh, to The Read. Um, they took an unexpected uh, two-week break and uh, came back, and um, the host, uh, one of the hosts, uh, co host Kid Fury, um, went into, you know, why they took the break. And he, he basically talked about... Um, you know how you know the spirit. He, in his words, the spirit of suicide was weighing heavy on his back, and how difficult these times are, and how the strongest of us, you know, can sometimes just um, be fed up. I want to quickly to make the point I want to make um, concerning that revisit the downbeat uh, from this opus.
0: I don't know if white Christians hate Negroes or not, but I know that we have a Christian church which is white and a Christian church which is which is black. It means that I can't afford to trust. Most white Christians and certainly cannot trust the Christian church. I don't know if the the Board of Education hates black people, but I know the textbooks that give my children to read and the schools that we have to go to. You want me to make an act of faith on some idealism, which you assure me exists in America, which I have never seen.
1: So in that you have, um, and I'll link the whole uh, clip, but you have James Baldwin um, speaking with a Yale professor, you know, about how, um, you know, the evidence of what the situation is what the world is is clear you know we talked about the newest case of uh police brutality you know earlier um in this opus so um when i look around at that world i look at how some people can just you know work their jobs and and um you know go go uh their day-to-day you know relatively happy and, and all that sort of stuff and then how I just look at what I'm entrenched in and how my whole life circles around these inequities that um not that, that I'm fighting against not only for the sake of it but for me, for my own existence and the, the arguments I have to get into with people and, you know, how stressful it is for me to sometimes push back at work, push back with family, push back with friends. It's stressful and sometimes, you know, there does seem like there is no other way. Why do I have to have this existence and why not at least think about what it could be like to not exist anymore?
2: Garrett, I get tired just listening to the stories that you tell, so I can only imagine how tired you are. And we need to go back to that point that we were making before that this is this is not fun work to do. And I know that you wish that you didn't have to do it, that you could just be free and live.
0: And live. And live, the,
2: and live yeah. there. So you might remember when we first started recording last year, mm-hmm. I asked you, what does it look like then? I mean, what what does, uh, what would you like to see the next thing to happen be? I mean, what would give you hope? And and the scary thing
1: is, a scary thing for a lot of people is that what's next is something that none of us can really actually imagine um i, I tweeted this um earlier today you know since the beginning uh, and uh, and of course again i, I want to say jacob blake's name again you know um uh you know since the beginning of america since there has been a thing called america you know bl- uh, uh brutalizing black people black women you know the black body has been a part of that you know there has never been an america in which black people weren't trying mm. in which black people just weren't you know just going through it um so, what, what what what's what's the answer, you know, to just check out, to just end it all, or to to fight on another day for the sake of those of us who are here, you know, uh, the, these inequities, uh, you know, and, and I don't have to lay this out for the thousandth time, but these inequities exist everywhere. Um, I happen to be, we happen to be in the world of classical music, so-called classical music. So, for the sake of the black folks that exist in that field, I feel like it's my responsibility to, to to, to do something but look if we if we being real there are
2: days when I wish I could just go to sleep and that's it I'm just done Garrett I was at the doctor uh, just a few days ago for my my checkup and one of the first questions that the check-in nurse asked was in the last two weeks have you you know she started giving me the depression bit and I laughed with every question have you felt this way this way this one I went <laughs> yep And she looked at me like, okay, I didn't... Who isn't feeling these things right now? Who isn't depressed with all of these things going on? Who isn't? Yeah,
1: well, I don't know. Nas gave us some instructions. So let's go do that. See y'all next time. Bye.